0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, 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 welcome. Glad you are here. Welcome to another Wednesday live stream. I am Dan, your friendly fishmonger from my, (laughs) what's my company name? From (laughs) DansFish.com. So glad you could join me. Uh, We do this every Wednesday at 7pm Mountain Time. And um, just one moment, I'm going to get my chat set up here so we can see it. I didn't realize that didn't take earlier. Okay, now we should all be able to see chat together. Cool. So anyway, welcome, glad you're here. Got some stuff to talk to you about. I'm gonna go over a few things and then we'll get to your questions and comments. And I'm gonna need your questions and comments today to help drive the stream because I am exhausted. And I'll tell you why I'm exhausted in just a moment here. I'm I'm tuckered out. It has been a long week since I last saw you. And um, let me get into why, I suppose. So, Jonathan, my brother and my business partner, was here since last Wednesday. He flew out today. And we have been grinding away at the website for a week pretty solidly. So, and when I say we, I mean Jonathan's doing a lot of hard work um, on the website. Oh, I'm switching to live chat? Okay, good, 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 in live chat. So, What we've had to do is nothing fun. We've had to grind through server updates. So I don't know if anyone here has configured a server, but we had to um, update the code language of the site to the latest version of that code language. We had to integrate everything with the latest versions of the server and database and all that. And um, if any of you have ever tried doing that, You'll get a feel for how our week's been. It's been we're we're almost done. We wanted to finish before he left. We're so close. Just just a couple little things to do. And I I think just I think literally a couple more hours of work and it will be done. But anyway, this isn't anything you'll notice at getgills.com except for that. Internet Explorer will now work with Get Guild. So up until now, Internet Explorer has been a big problem for the website. It just didn't play well with us and with uh, the the server we were using and everything. So now that should be fixed. Or, or as soon as we, leave, we uh, actually go live on the new updated server, that should be fixed. So it's been a, a lot of long, long days. Um, Monday night, I think went to bed at 3am last night. We really wanted to finish. I think we went to bed at 2am and then got up this morning before the flight to try to finish. But, um, Jonathan, thanks so much for your hard work. Um, he, he, yeah, when I say we're doing that, he's doing the work. I'm kind of, uh, a sounding board as I do other things. But anyway, so it's been a long week, Um, not much sleep. I'm super tired. So as soon as we get to the question and comment section, uh, please lay them down so I have something to read to carry me through because my mind is uh, fried. (laughs) I'll need a little help. So anyway, that's portion one of, of the website. The other thing we found is we spent the first couple of days trying to get PayPal to work. I know a lot of you want PayPal to work on the website, and we do too. And we thought we found a solution. It's called Braintree, which is a company that PayPal owns, which does all this stuff. Unfortunately, the functionality of Braintree um, is no longer what it was before it was bought by PayPal. So it no longer does what we need it to do. It simply will not work in a multi-vendor community type marketplace. If you're buying one thing from one person, then it can work just fine. But if you're buying Something from one person and something from another person and a third person, and you start getting more than one store per transaction, which is what we want the experience to be at gill So when you go to check out, you can purchase from multiple vendors. Just put in your card once at checkout, and you're done. Um, the, it, it simply cannot handle that. So we thought it could. We spent a couple days digging in. Um, really deep. We dug in pretty deep before we, um, before Jonathan came on this trip. And one of the purposes of this trip was to get PayPal up and running for you guys. But it's, they, it, the PayPal API, the PayPal software, what PayPal does, their code, simply cannot do what we need it to do to make Gills function like a modern up-to-date website. So I'm sorry about that. We tried. We thought we had it. We don't have it, <laughs> so we can't have that on the website. So I know that's bad news for a lot of you, but anyway, that's what we did this week. We started on PayPal ground for a couple of days, realized that the functionality that was advertised or that that this API was had and was created for is is no longer active in a way that will function. So. And a lot of companies do this. A lot of companies buy um, competitors or buy other companies that they think they can integrate into what they're doing. And uh, often it turns out the code doesn't match up or the mission of the company is going one way and they don't want to spend the resources on that. Or they just bought the company to kill it because they saw it as future competition. There's all kinds of things that go on. But anyway, bottom line is no PayPal. I'm so sorry. And I was looking forward to having Bob Steenfot join GetGills. Oh, well. (laughs) So the good news is almost got the um, new server updates all configured and ready to go. And Internet Explorer should work soon. Nothing else will be noticeable. It's all back-end stuff that we have to do to keep the website up and running and functional. But nothing that will make a your experience any different until we start doing other things Uh, what we're working on now is um, making it so affiliates can be a thing and then next we're going to make it so there's a discount code so if you have folks that you want to give you want to be able to have a discount when they shop with you you can give them a code and at checkout they'll be able to enter the code and get out off however much off the order that you specified if you want them to have 50 percent off then they'll check that out at checkout they'll enter the code i am so tired i'm not talking well and uh and it will take 50 percent off their order for example so that's coming pretty quick here too and, and a couple other things like that um so it's coming along made a lot of progress and we're going to make more progress here in the next couple weeks so that's it for the website forgetgills.com which if you don't know what that is if you're someone that likes to buy fish or wants to sell fish and/or supplies online, anyone can go to getgills.com, create a store, and sell aquarium fish and related supplies there. And you can go and browse among lots of different people who have stuff for sale there. So, if you're looking, check it out. Um, shipment update: so the. Shipments that went out this week, as far as I know, we've had no losses, so that's great. The shipments that went out last week, there was one box that was delayed. It did not arrive till Thursday. And unfortunately, there was one DOA in that box. It was a bushy nose pleco. I sent this person a lot of things, but among that order were three nose plecos. One arrived DOA, one died the next day, and one is going strong which is odd because Bushies are so um, rock solid. (laughs) You know, they're pretty, they're pretty sturdy fish. But the customer did let me know this. This is a customer that has bought many, many fish from me for, I don't know, a few years. So, and this is the first loss they've ever had. I hated to lose. I hated to break that winning streak. Uh, So uh, it's only a matter of time. It's statistics, but it was a bummer when that 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 winning streak was broken, because I've literally sent this person hundreds of fish, I believe. It, I, I think that's a correct statement, and this is the first time there's ever been a loss, so I hated to have that happen, but um, he mentioned that the water in the bags was not, um, not as clear as it usually was. It was kind of cloudy and mucky, so... I think they maybe just needed an extra day of fasting before I sent them. I gave them two days. I thought that would be adequate. Um, I I sometimes give Plecos a third day, but I I, I thought that was kind of a make me feel better thing, not a necessary thing. But seems like maybe it's actually necessary because if they arrived with cloudy, gross water, that means they did poop in the bag, which means I did not fast them long enough so that their bows weren't voided and i thought they were so i'll be giving plecos three days from now on as uh, as a matter of course i've always given two days and occasionally three days i always thought that third day was kind of unnecessary but it seems like in this case that would have solved the problem i think um, lumpy dog throwing down five bucks and working as a mod thanks lumpy dog and thanks to my other mods i appreciate you all thanks for being here whether it is nobler in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune, that reminds me of a TV show called Slings and Arrows, which you should watch if you're a theater geek. Yeah, quoting your hamlet there. <laughs> I love it, Lumpy Dog. Lumpy Dog, we got to go watch a play together one of these days. Go throw a toast at Rocky Horror Picture Show or something like that. Um, so anyway pretty good. One DOA, one, one died a couple days later. So not great. But when I consider how many fish I've sent to this person, it's a, it's still, I mean, I hate to say it's within tolerances because do you ever really, is it ever tolerable that, that you put an animal in a position where it, where it dies? But, um, but the success rate is still really, really high, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, Jeff Chambers asking, hey, at uh, Dance Fish, seen any Geophagus wine miller lately? Yes, I have some listed for sale on my website right now, I believe. <laughs> Let's take a look see. Um, get Gills, wine miller Maybe I have to type it all. Oh, is it? Okay, I thought it was listed. Let me see why it isn't. Yeah, it's, oh, you know what? I updated the inventory, but I forgot to click this right here, which is very important. Post item. They weren't posted, I thought they were. So now, they should be posted. Sorry about that, my error. It's been one of those weeks. There you go. And they're doing great. This is a rock solid batch. Um, Oh, I gotta take them. (laughs) They're not for sale. That was, hang on, <laughs> that's a crazy price. That is crazy. I can't let him go for nine fifty, but I can't let him go for like twelve fifty. I'll I'll do that as a regular price instead. I got eighteen. Oh, looks. Make sure my shipping's good. My quantities are good. Sometimes I screw that up without realizing. Okay. There are now Geophagus wine milleri available at getgills.com. And by the way, that's how easy it is to list something. You just go in, plug in a few field, fields, um, click the button to post them, which I did I apparently neglected to do earlier this week when I was scrambling. Um, and they will be, they'll be up and listed. So um, where was I before Jeff asked that question? Oh yeah, shipment update. So shipment's going well so far. I think I think we're in good shape. Two-day shipping seems to be working just fine. Shipped out a, a big box of um, flag cichlids, Festivums, and they arrived in great shape today too. And if those aren't, uh, okay, I don't want to say they're fragile, but they're a pretty large fish they're, they're kind of the maximum size fish you would put in the size bag I use. So if they're doing fine, then all the other fish should be doing fine, too. Um, I'm curious how the Congo Tetras are doing that I shipped out to our winner from last week. I have not heard back from uh, Lawrence yet, but so if you're here, please let me know or send me an email. Um, because these are the first Congo tetras that I shipped from that specific batch. I'm sure they're fine, but every now and then, you ship and you find out, oh, a batch isn't ready, and you find that out by shipping them. Now I've had this batch for, I wanna say, two and a half months or so, and they've been pretty rock solid, so I think they're good. But I don't know until, until I get the confirmation. Okay, so import update. All right, so this has been a whirlwind. Once once this order from Nigeria finally arrives, I'm gonna have a fun story to tell you. Um, The only reason I'm not telling it yet is it's not done, but there's been all kinds of twists and turns and stuff dealing with with Nigeria to get this order. And in the latest one happened this morning, the Nigerian government has um, shut down exports due to the panic that the world is experiencing right now. So I just found that out this morning, which is a bummer. Because we had a date for next week for all these fish to arrive, and I was really looking forward to it. So, and this is not the exporter. The exporter wants to send the fish. This is literally the Nigerian government shutting down all, um, un, un, not all non-critical um, exports, at least. Okay, let me confess here. I haven't like dug in and read the official government report or anything, but from how it was explained to me, that's what it seems to be. I got an email from Colombia, a supplier in Colombia, a few days ago. Same thing. The Colombian government has shut down fish exports. And again, I didn't like research to look at the government document, but what it seems like is happening is there are governments around the world shutting down non-critical, non-essential travel and exports and things like that. So, I'm not gonna comment on that one way or another, but the, I gave myself, this is what happens with me when, when something like that happens, I give myself a couple minutes to freak out. <laughs> and then I stop being reactive and I get proactive. So, I got the news, freaked out for two minutes, and then figured out a solution. So, earlier today, as soon as I got that news, I buckled down with another supplier and I placed a large order which um, should be here Monday, provided uh, those governments that are, that the, that the countries where these fish are coming from don't shut down before Monday. So um, Nigeria will happen when it happens. It's completely out of my control, completely out of the exporter's control. And it just depends on how long this panic lasts. So Dave Jenkins, I'm so sorry. Everyone else that's been looking forward to this, I'm so sorry. Oh, and you know what? I was looking forward to getting this because with everyone hunkered down in their houses, they don't have much to do but watch their aquariums and play with their aquariums. So from a business standpoint, this is when you want to have a lot of fish to sell. Like, like this is an amazing time to be selling fish. So I did get some fish Monday, though let me go over that with you. So I did get a limited import in Monday. There's an unboxing video coming out about it, but what I got was some platinum half beaks, some, um, some guppies, which what I thought I was ordering was a, was like a scarlet red endler. What arrived was a guppy i have never seen before. Um, it's got some red on it and a lot of black in the caudal fin. I don't know if I like them or if I hate them yet because they're still in quarantine. They haven't quite fully recovered and colored up and things. So I thought I was buying endlers. They sent me guppies. So I'll let you know once they color up and, uh, and I can show some pictures to some people that can tell me what they actually are. <laughs> it's an adventure folks. I tell you, i am um, got some Siamese algae eaters and I'm hoping they're true Siamese algae eaters. When I first opened the, the bag or first opened the box and looked in the bag I was like "Ooh, these look like flying foxes now it's been a couple days and now I looked at them and I'm like oh they do kind of look like Siamese algae eaters so we'll see when I first opened them they were washed out and the black line on the body did not extend through the caudal fin now it is extended through the caudal fin now that they're kind of settled down and colored up a bit so I just need to kind of feed them they're still being medicated. I haven't fed them yet. But once I can feed them, I'll observe how they eat, how their mouth works, and then I'll know for sure. But until that happens, I'm not quite sure what I got, but I'm I'm hoping they are true Siamese algae eaters. Got some neat gobies, a couple stiphodon species. And I'm leaving it general like that because until those color up, I'm not gonna sure I'm not gonna know exactly what the species are. But there's two of them. Finally got some spotted headstanders that seem to be doing well. This is a fish I've been trying to do for a long time. I love headstanders. I tried a few times, didn't have any success. And so I stopped because I consider irresponsible and unfair to the fish to keep buying and trying to fish from a supplier where I've tried a few times and they're just not working. Like that's, that's just not fair to them, but I was able to find a new supplier for that fish, so I'm trying them. It's the first time, and so far they're doing fantastic. They're they came in robust. They came they weren't emaciated. They didn't have pinch bellies. They're acting great. I haven't lost a single one, and so I'm I'm hoping that this batch is gonna thrive, and then I'll have a supplier that I know works. Um, it's and and that's really what it is in this business folks the the idea um that this is why i encourage people that want to go into this business is first work in the industry work at a pet store work at a wholesaler work at like a online distributor get to know the different aspects of the industry because otherwise you just won't realize kind of the nuances of it The idea that you can just buy fish, bring them in, they'll be healthy and do great for you is false. What you have to do is try different fish from different suppliers to find the fish from the supplier that does well for you. So that supplier might have 100 other fish that do great for you, but for some reason their spotted headstanders just don't work. You're never going to know that until you try it. And then you got to switch and find someone else. And, and you finally get a, a, a group of suppliers that you know that in general, okay, I can buy these 25 fish from this supplier, I can buy these species from this supplier, these from this supplier, and you finally figure out which fish from which suppliers do well for you. But it takes a while, you burn through a lot of money when you do it, and you, you try your very best to not ever kill the fish. Right. Of course. But you do end up killing some fish when you're going through that process, just because for some reason, some fish from certain farms or collectors or what have you don't thrive in your tanks. And the same species from somewhere else will. So got some pygmy quarries. A lot of people have been asking for those. So I went ahead and got some and they seem to be doing okay. Um, Some of them look like they're bloated to me, not all of them, but a few look like they're a little too fat and and sassy. So um, I don't know for sure if there's something going on or not, but their quarantine might be longer than the typical two weeks. If, if they are in fact bloated Um, that's basically a sign that there's something serious going on inside the fish. And I like to hold fish like that or groups like that a lot longer just to make sure they're clear before I send them. But I do have a group and they in general, they look really good. They're not emaciated. They're they're in good shape. I got some bikers. I don't usually get polypterous, but a lot of people have been asking for them. So I got a small group of um saddled saddled bikers to try. I don't know if I'll ever do it again. Um, it's just going to depend on the response. If, if people actually, this said, a lot of people have been asking if if they actually buy and I don't sit on those fish for a long time, then I might do it again. And it's not so much a business thing of, I got to sell them quick and make money. It's more of a size thing. I I, I have a lot of 75 gallon tanks, but a full-grown tank, um, saddle biker is going to feel very cramped long term in a 75 gallon. You could probably fit a couple, but I think they need a six foot footprint minimum. So I generally don't carry fish that get so big that I can't house them comfortably just because I like the idea of if something doesn't sell or whatever, that it's not going to be a catastrophe. Like it's not bursting out of my tanks. But a lot of people have asked for them. I really like them. So I'm trying it. If it goes well, I might do it again sporadically. Um, and if it doesn't go well, then I'll have learned that lesson again. And I'll remember not to do that again in the future, basically. Um, got some signifer rainbows just because I was, I was out. So this is the Pacific blue eye is one of the common names. But pseudomugil signifer, really gorgeous fish. I haven't met a pseudomugil that I don't like yet. I also got some Luminatus, pseudomugil Luminatus, The uh, pasca is or pascai is what they used to be called. Some neon tetras that I totally didn't order but showed up anyway, and then some lemon tetras, some rosy tetras, and some cherry barbs. I don't usually get in super kind of common bread and butter stuff like that, but um, I'm using them to kind of finish off seasoning the annex before the next large order comes in. So I just wanted to get some hardy and expensive fish to put in those tanks just so that I can make sure that everything's fine before I get the big order. And I wasn't going to do that. I was going to have it totally fish-free until the order came just because there's a, there's always the possibility that you put in a, a, a fish to seed things and that fish is carrying a disease or something. You don't want that. But Um, It came down to I was more comfortable putting in super hardy fish and seeing if they did well, than bringing in a big order, putting them in and finding out then that the system for some weird reason wasn't ready. It should be ready. I mean, it's been running for a while uh, with uh, with a lot of like worms and things in there, getting the system up and running, the cycle going and stable and all that. So pretty darn sure there that it's going to be fine. However, I literally have not put a single fish in the annex yet. So I, there's just this part of my lizard brain that's paranoid and, and, and won't be okay until I do and make sure everything's okay before I bring in this, this big order that is coming in on Monday. So mm, I'm so tired I can't drink. I have no motor skills. Shalanta. Hmm. Oh man, I'm thirsty. You know, we haven't got to the giveaway yet. Last thing, I will talk about the giveaway, let you know how to enter that, and then I'll get to your questions and comments. So um, let's do that. So I'm giving away some croaking gouramis, and these aren't any croaking gouramis. These are big, beautiful, fully finned croaking gouramis. They are two that are left over from a batch I brought in quite a while ago. They've been living in a 75 gallon aquarium that's so densely planted that every now and then I go to catch them and it was just too hard. And I was just like, okay, you guys can just stay here. <laughs> I, I started with like 150, got down to, to those two and just gave up. And that was, oh, six months ago, eight months ago. So they've been living in there the whole time like kings and eating like crazy in a beautiful planted aquarium. Well, it's my version of a beautiful planted aquarium a densely planted aquarium. And the other day I walked by and they were out and I saw them and I was like, man, that's as nice as a croaking gourami gets. So those are what I'm going to give away. If you've never kept croaking gouramis, um, then hopefully these will get you hooked on them. I think they're a very underrated fish. You just don't see them that often. And hopefully, uh, Hopefully you get some nice ones that aren't just tiny little brown washed out darts like you often see. If, if you ever see them in a pet store, that's what they generally look like. But actually nice two, two and a half inch full grown beautiful ones. Then I'm hoping that gets, gets you hooked on the species or the family or that group of fish. So that's what the giveaway is. So to, to win them, enter in the chat, hashtag croakinggarami.com. I wanted to put frogfish, but that's a different thing. I, I thought of all kinds of creative things, but I just went with croaking garami so it would make sense to people. And if you win, I will send them to you on Monday. All right. So that is it. Let's get to your... Oh, by the way, if you don't know what a croaking garami is, it's the same as a sparkling garami. Same behavior. Um, a lot of the same coloration and pattern. A lot of the same blue eye. A lot of the same body shape. Um, they're the same genus, but it gets big. So it gets two, two and a half inches. So whereas the little sparkling gouramis, even though I love them, in a lot of setups, they get lost because they're so small. You just can't see them. The croaking gourami does well in in those setups because it's big enough that it doesn't just disappear on you. So that is uh, the skivvy on them. Super hardy. They're eating flakes. They're eating pellets, live food, rapashi, frozen food these are not picky these are not hard to feed not hard to keep you can keep them mid 70s to low 80s and they will do fine in soft water or hard water it doesn't matter just keep it clean all right now for the questions and comments um i am still in live chat and the first comment i can see is from moonstone who says that's pretty complex I'm sure it is. I. I'm so. You know. I. That. I, I don't know what we were talking about when the comment was left. But. <laughs> but yes. Um, Gary's Aquatics. Did you get my email today about delivery? Um, let me check. The only email I saw. Oh, there it is. Let's see. I saw it, but um, I... Hang on. Oh, it didn't go well. Shoot. The Congo tetras did not ship well. It looks like there were some losses there. Oh, I'm so sorry about that. Well, I will read the email. It's a, it's a longer one, so I will read that uh, when the stream's done and see exactly what happened there. But I'm sorry to hear that. Thanks for letting me know. And that's a bummer. I wonder if I need to use a larger bag for them because they are a larger Tetra. Um, I'm gonna test some things out and see if I can do better. So apparently there were some losses this week, but I didn't know that till just now. Phila, how's the Nigeria order going? Uh, already covered that one. Jeff Chambers, oh, about Geophagus Wine Millerite. And here we are. Roxana, how are the Black Tiger Darios? They're fantastic. I'm pretty confident that I'll be listing them for sale this, be this Friday. Um, yeah, I believe this Friday will be just fine for them. It might be a couple days longer. Um, I have to check their actual arrival date and all that, but they're doing great. They're eating baby brine shrimp. They're eating black worms that have been chopped up. I chop them up small for them, and that's in some scuds. And that's that's kind of what they're eating. You kind of have to be prepared with live food. Um, maybe get some frozen daphnia, some frozen cyclops, some some small frozen foods. They're not going to eat flakes or pellet foods in my experience. They'll eat live and frozen, and it has to be small. So. Uh, please don't get them unless you're prepared to provide that. But if you are, they should be fantastic for you. Jeff Chambers, dang, just like that, eh? Order incoming, I guess. Yeah, it's, yes. It's been a wild ride um, dealing with trying to get fish in during this whole craziness. Uh, it's been been a little crazy. But we'll keep going. Pathy Filler, will the new order have any killifish? Not the one coming Monday, but the one that comes whenever the Nigerian government allows it to be shipped out um, has lots of killifish in it. And I'm super excited about that. those orders. But, I mean, that's kind of one of the main reasons I order from Nigeria or from the Congo or, or wherever, from West Africa. Because... I love killifish, and that's where a lot of killifish come from. But I don't know when they'll get here. Nocturnal Aquarius Platinum half beaks are awesome. I have a group of six. I want to breed. We have to get some more. Yeah, they're fantastic. I absolutely, absolutely, absolutely love them. <laughs> Leon, no one orders whole beaks anymore. Budget cuts? Absolutely. <laughs> you know, we're entering a bear market when no one has whole beaks anymore all you can find is half beaks <laughs> leon is giving away a fish that is croaking the best idea right now leon thanks for the comic relief i love it skipper's aquariums i made it sorry i'm late no problem no problem uh, just walk down the hall to the principal's office he will meet out your punishment and then we can uh, have you back in class no i'm joking thomas Glad you're here. Gary's Aquatics, update on the Congo Tetris. I got them around 5.30, four DOAs. The other two seem to be trying to pull through. Yep, shoot. Well, I'm really sorry about that. I don't know what else to say. They've been great. From the beginning, they've been really hardy. So, I'm not sure. I might try, next time I send them, I'm, I might just need to use a bigger bag. Sometimes that is all that's necessary. Shannon, come. Do you get any CPDs? I just sold out of, I I had a couple hundred of them. Sold out, what, a week ago, maybe two weeks ago. And ordered more. They should be here Monday. Um, There's a small chance they might be available for sale two weeks from the date they arrive. But that's a fish that usually comes in really emaciated. Bellies are usually really pinched. And so I usually plan on a month to six weeks to get those in shape for selling. So I'm not sure exactly, depending on the shape they come in, when they'll be available. But when I order those, I generally think, okay, this is going to be a month, month and a half. Not always. Sometimes I get a great batch in that hasn't has been treated super well, or or has not been in the uh, holding tanks at the exporter for long, and, and isn't skinny. But yeah, that's a fish that the industry does not do really well with, on the supply chain side. So it takes some extra care. HC Aqua, is Pascai and Luminatus the same fish, to your knowledge? As far as I know, Jesse, yes. It used to be called CF Pascai because it it looks so similar, um, but then it was described as Luminatus. That's my understanding of the history. Of that blue eye, just pulling it off my brain on the fly without having looked at it in a long time. But if I remember right, it was CF Pascai, and then it got described as Luminatus. Could be wrong. If I'm wrong, please, someone chime in and correct me. But that's what I remember. Please, 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 says Lumpy Dog. Don't put the bikers in bear tanks with no decorations, plants, or hiding places. When they feel safe, bikers are awesome active fish. Thanks. Yeah, they're going to go in a 75-gallon. It's planted... It has sand on the bottom and um, it will, it's got like tons of plants and stuff in there. So, and I'll throw in PVC pipes and stuff like that too, just so that if the clumps of big clump of java moss and water sprite and stuff isn't enough, they can also swim into a tube. So yeah, I, I wouldn't do that lumpy dog. Not once they're out of, uh, of the kind of sterile quarantine environment, yes. Um, so I grew up with bikers. I really like them or, or not a pinnace is the species that I grew up with uh, because my my fish godfather um, kept them and I used to take care of his fish a lot. He would go on vacation. He would go on long trips to collect fish in the Amazon and things like that. And so I would take care of his fish room while he was gone. I'd come over on weekends and do his water changes and he would pay me and I could take all his books and go read them and stuff like that. So, yeah, I'm 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 familiar with bikers although it's been a while um but i'll give them a good home all righty looking for the next question or comment because my brain is fried i need help with the stream tonight <laughs> let's see here i think i missed a lot because it jumps on me and wouldn't let me back to the top um and also for the bikers to get them started, I've got um, I've got a whole bunch, like 12 pounds of blackworms in my blackworm culture. I've got all the scuds and things like that. Um, so I'll I'll get them I'll get them fat and sassy. Croaking grammy, everyone's joining up. Okay, here we go. Is that a lumpy dog? Are you throwing down a super chat? Thank you so much. $5 for lumpy dog. So come up to the lab and see what's on the slab. Yes. It's always a fun time. <laughs> I know, I know that shows not everyone's cup of tea, but it never gets Halloween. Wouldn't be the same without it. Um, All righty. Eric M. When will you be posting the half peaks for sale on get gills? So I suspect, that that'll probably be about two and a half weeks or so. Um, I just like to fatten them up a little bit more before I sell them because they're such a, they're such a thin fish to begin with that I'm always afraid that they don't have enough body fat on them to ship well. So I like to plump them up for a while before I send them. So if they all do well, And if they eat well and start getting fat and sassy, then I get probably about two and a half, maybe three weeks from today. It's always up to the fish. I never know for sure when fish are going to be ready to sell. So it's a minimum of two weeks and some fish come in and they're fine and there's no issues and they eat well and there's no signs of illness and and everyone does good. And then it's like after two weeks, um, I'm like, yeah, these can go. A lot of other fish come in and it's like, okay, they need some TLC. I've got to, there's, there's, I've got to treat some illnesses or they're really skinny or some other, whatever. There's lots of things that could happen. And then it just takes a little longer because um, I don't want to sell fish till I'm confident it can ship well. And even with all that, as we saw earlier in the stream, even with all that, occasionally there's still some losses. So. I would hate to think what would happen if I didn't do that and then ship to the fish. So, so it's up to the fish. Um, and it just depends on how they do. So if, if all goes well with half peaks, I would say two and a half, three weeks. But if there is issues, then it could be four weeks, could be six weeks, could be three months. I, I don't know. But my guess is two two and a half weeks 307 wyoming 4e with a two dollar throwdown. thanks sheila appreciate it love your fish dan thanks sheila um and i'm looking forward to seeing you later this week if you can make it it's always a good time to have you in the fish room what is there another one chattanooga ed throwing down five dollars in and punching me in the face with a fox cat <laughs> it's the mma stream Um, Anyway, thanks, Ed. Appreciate it. I appreciate your support. Thanks for always being here. And uh, five bucks. Never required, but always appreciated. And as you know, it makes the wife super happy. And now I can't minimize that. Hang on. Oh, there we go. Let me just check here. Make sure I didn't miss anybody. Good. Michelle Lucia. Can you go over how you use Lavamisol to deworm, how much you use, et cetera, et cetera? Yes, so Lavamisol is a quarter of a teaspoon per hundred gallons. That is the dosage that is used by Greg Sage at Select Aquatics, and I confess, when I first saw that on his website, I, I respect Greg Sage, I like him, I have nothing bad to say about the man. But when I read that on his website, I was like, there's no way. There's no way a quarter of a teaspoon can treat a hundred gallons. So I did my own research. I dug into the dosing. I dug into the, um, how much per, you know, per liter you need to use and all that parts per million, whatever. And, um, and he's right. It, my math came out independent of Greg. My math came out one quarter teaspoon per hundred gallons. So that's what I use and it seems to work well. So the, the general um, doctrine of how to use that is you give it a treatment, you wait a week, you treat again. I'm a little more paranoid than that. Uh, I give it a treatment, I wait three days, I treat again, I wait three days, I treat again. And then if the fish has any sign that, it's, that something's going on, like it's not eating well or not gaining weight or anything like that, then after another week or so, then I'll do that regime again. It might be overkill, um, but it, it, it treats lots of different nematodes, basically, roundworms. And there's lots of different species of those with lots of different reproductive cycles. So I just feel more comfortable that way. But according to the directions and things and everything you read everywhere else, treat once, wait like a week, treat again. So I'll let you decide how you want to do it. But I do it, th- treatment, three days, treat again, three days, treat again. You do want to change the water between treatments. Um, from, from what all the literature says and from my experience using it, it's a very safe medicine. doesn't seem to to harm the fish. There's there's a wide range of tolerances there. So you'll probably be okay. Um, hope that answers your question. Please let me know if you need a, any, any more info there. Gary's Aquatics, hey, Dan, if you've got a sec and a marker handy. Can you show me how you label male and female fish? I was kind of confused. Yes, yes. So so the universal symbol for male is this. It's pointing up. That's how you know. (laughs) And the universal symbol for female is the one on the bottom. So there you go hope that cleared it up for you gary's aquatics ginger graze my fish has arrived just fine oh good ginger i'm glad to hear that especially after i just heard that the congo tetras didn't so so everyone with ginger's uh report there that means everyone that i shipped to has now reported in i believe no i'm still missing one i'm still missing one so I don't know for sure what the percentage was, but um, looks like there was one issue. Fishkeeper Cool, I just got some Cory eggs this morning. Congrats. Always exciting. In the tank that I harvested, I'm so tired. The tank that I harvested them from has both peppered and bronze quarries. Is it possible that I could get a hybrid from them? Um, I don't think so. Those come from different, um, what's the term? Is it clad, tribes, um, different groups within the complex of the Corydoras, And from what I understand, I don't think that those different groups of quarries can cross with species of quarries outside of those groups and have viable young. I could be wrong about that, um, but that's what I remember. If there's a quarry geek here that is like, oh, no, 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 Dan. and and has better information, please leave it. But I don't think so. And that goes for a lot of fish. Uh, Like epistos, they're divided up into different, I'm going to call them tribes. I don't remember what the actual, if it's clad or tribe or or what, what the actual term is. But um, epistos from one tribe don't generally breed successfully with epistos from the other. That's why you can keep certain epistos together and other ones you can't. Well, behavior can be an issue, but um, but as far as hybridization goes, same with killies, lots of different fish are like that. So I think you're going to be good. Alien World Aquatics, good to hear from you, Alien World. What are some good tank mates for half beaks? I just got my first ones this past weekend. So I've kept a lot of things with half beaks successfully. And the trick is that whatever you keep with them needs to be something that doesn't frequent the top of the water column. So apistos are wonderful with half beaks because they hang out on the bottom and the half beaks will be on the top. And when you feed the half beaks, which feed fairly slowly, will have time to get the food and eat it um, and won't be out-competed by the apistos. And the half beaks aren't going to go and out-compete the bottom layer either. So they work well together. Right now I have a whole bunch of exclamation point rasvobores with my half beaks not with the new batch, but with like the old mama half beak that I keep and in with the other half beaks before I sold out of them in that tank. Fantastic mix. The exclamation point rasboris don't generally come to the surface to feed. They kind of stay in mid water bottom area and that works well. So anything that's peaceful and does not feed like crazy at the surface should be fine for you. I've got some betta cochina in there with them. They're doing great. I've kept them with lots of stuff. Tiger Dario would be fantastic. Scarlet Battis would be fantastic. They're not gonna go feed at the top, not in any kind of way that would disturb the half beaks. Um, But that's the general principle. Just stuff that stays out of that zone is what you wanna look for. Trying to think of other stuff I've kept with them. Honestly, I've kept lots of things with them. Glass catfish, ghost catfish, those do great with them. Any quarries, of course. Anyway, you get the idea, I think. Uh, Let me know if you uh, have a specific fish you're wondering about or if you need something more, but that's the general principle to follow with those. (laughs) All right. Oh, chat did the jumpity jump. Hang on. I'm looking. Wow, it jumped super far. Okay, here we go. Let me make sure. I, I just don't want to miss anyone because, yes, that's Alien Worlds. Gotcha. So I am now going down. Just got to Lumpy Dog's $5 Super Chat. Thanks again, Jeff. And got to Ed's $5 Super Chat. And my face is hurt. Um, and now, Roxana, did you save the baby of pistols? I did. I did. There, <laughs> there, there would have been too much outrage if I didn't. <laughs> and so uh, I did. I took all but like three or four of them out and I'm raising them in a little five and a half gallon aquarium. They are snarfing down baby brine trip like nobody's business. And for the first couple days, I saw them all the time. Now I don't see them as much because there's a lot of water sprite and java moss in there, but I, I still see a few every now and then. So I think they're doing just fine. And baby mama has um, had a group of three or four and that kept her, you know, so she wasn't heartbroken. So, although I think she's heartbroken now cause I don't, I don't think, uh, I think those have all been predated on by this point. So they they do good until they get bold enough to go explore a little bit, those babies. And once that happens, (laughs) oops, they get a little too far away from mama and things go south for them. All right. Kids Aquatics throwing down Pippi Longstocking, my favorite of all time. Thank you so much, Bob. Don't know what it is about her. There's something about when she jumps and her hair goes up in the pom-pom shake, but then what gets me is she jumps and then right before she falls, her skirt like falls back down a little bit. I don't know. It's just hilarious. It just it just is hilarious. Killers Aquatics, thanks for the $10. Never required, always appreciated, makes Brenda super happy, and uh keeps me afloat, especially. I mean, ideally I would have had fish in the annex up and running and be selling like, like several weeks ago, but it's been a, it's been a bit of a grind. The, the timing of the world and what's going on in it is not matching up well with the timing of me trying to launch a brand new fish facility as far as getting fish in. But well, we're, I've got a plan B and a plan C and a plan D and it's all working, but thank you so much for the super chat. I appreciate it. Um, H-C-Aqua. Working place just released an online site to request work from home and the site crashed. Ooh. Ooh. Man, that's no good. That is no good. Well, I hope that gets all sorted out. Man, websites are tricky things. I never realized how crazy it is. Um, (laughs) Building a website and keeping it going, until we did it like things are always changing the servers are always updating the security protocols are changing the code languages are constantly evolving and it's just there's a lot you've got it's constant constant vigilance on those things and when one thing updates sometimes it doesn't talk well to all the other things and then you got to figure all that out and that's like Like, Jonathan knows all the the minutia of that and the nuance of that. But we we only, you know, if you only update your server once every couple years or so, if you do it all day, every day, then maybe it wouldn't be such a thing. But we only, we do it as little as possible because it's such a crazy job. Um, So, it's a lot when you don't do it all the time and have to re-remember everything. Yeah. Anyway, I hope the website goes well for you and gets uh, back up and running because... I know how it feels. Moonstone, minimum tank size for the two. Oh, what was that moonstone? The two what? And are they a pair or both the same gender? Oh, oh, the croaking gouramis. So I would say a 10-gallon or so. Um you could keep one in a five and a half gallon if it was well planted. I I mean you could keep two for size, but I just if one was getting picked on five and a half gallons might not be enough territory for them to get away from. And I don't know for sure if they're male and female. Um, I catch glimpses of them. It's a very heavily planted tank and I've never, and I'll see one and then I'll see the other. And I've never seen them next to each other where they were like there. And I had time to kind of compare them. So I, I really don't know if they're male and female or not. Um, Wait, did we get another one? Lumpy Dog, thank you. <laughs> what a terrible era in which idiots govern the blind. I can't comment on that too much, or people will get mad at me. But um, thank you so much for the super chat, Lumpy Dog. I appreciate you. I appreciate your sentiments, and I appreciate the super chat. Thanks for modding as well. Lumpy Dog is the the original OG mod. He was my first mod ever. He's still with us, so must be doing something right. Skipper's Aquariums at at Dancefish and Nurse Beckus. Um, So why do y'all, what, okay. Nurse Beckus asks, so what do y'all do for treating autos with bloated bellies? Oh, that's a rough one. I've lost half in the last week. They've been in QT for a month. Doing well, tell this last week. Oh, Nurse Beckus, I'm so sorry to hear that. Um, actually, do I owe you an email? Hang on, I think I got an email from you. I've, I've literally been so busy that I haven't been even sleeping. You emailed me yesterday. I'm sorry it took me so long to get to that. I, I've been grinding away. Uh, so I, I haven't even read it yet, um, but I, I just took a glance now and it's, I see that it's related to this. Um, that's a rough one. Did well for a month then they bloated up. So what bloat is in a fish is there's a couple things. things. It, it can be an indication that the fish has a blockage. Probably not in this case that they would all just get a blockage simultaneously. It's an indication that they are no longer able to keep homeostasis with osmotic pressure. So fresh water is rushing into their salty little bodies as it wants to do and filling the body cavity and bloating them out. And it can be an indication of like organ failure. You're like Something's going wrong with the liver and so it's swelling up real big or something like that There is no kind of bloat Besides maybe a minor blockage that you can clear out with roughage, but that's mostly like goldfish and stuff Sometimes some bettas and things but there is besides that. There's no kind of bloat that I know of That has a high chance of being treated simply because by the time gets to the, a fish gets to the point that it's not able to osmoregulate, there's severe things that have happened for the fish to get to that point. Or if organ failure is becoming a thing and, and vital organs are bloating up and things, then same issue, right? They aren't, these are not, it's not an indication of a small problem. So with the, with the exception of maybe a, a little blockage, but that can get serious real fast, too. So when I see bloat, often I'm like, okay, I'm gonna try my best to help this fish. Hardly am I ever successful. So what I'm about to tell you might not be the best way to do it. It's just the best way I can think of. But what I do is I I would put them in a hospital tank. Um, I would use salt, five grams per liter. That will help with osmoregulation. I know they're autos. We think they shouldn't be in salt. I get that, but at this point, If osmoregulation is a thing, then um, it's probably worth a try. And then canamycin and nitrofurazone are the first antibiotics, the first medications I would try. Again, the probability of success on that in my experience, and I hate to say this, I I don't want to like... I don't want to be derogatory or be negative, but I also don't want to give false hope. In my experience, and again, I'm not a veterinarian or anything like that, but but it's hard to treat that. The success rate is not high. But I would do the salt. I would use canamycin and nitrofurazone because canamycin is actually absorbed into the fish. So if, if there is an internal infection that is causing, say, the liver to blow it up or something like that, then at least canamycin gets inside the fish and will come in contact with that infection. A lot of the medicines we use never make it inside the fish. They, they only affect the surface of the fish. So that's why I use that. So that would be my first try. If that didn't work, I, I wouldn't know where to go from there, honestly. Now, one thing about using salt with fish that are sensitive to salt Not a veterinarian, could be wrong about this. Haven't studied this in a lab, but my experience has been this: if I take a fish that's sensitive to salt and I put it in a tank and then I pour in a bunch of salt, then that fish is going to have a negative reaction. Say a bottom-dwelling goby or a Corydora or something like that. However, if I dissolve all the salt in the aquarium before I put the fish in there and the salt's all dissolved and evenly distributed throughout the water column and then I put the fish in, then I don't tend to see that reaction. So I wonder if, and I'm thinking of autos in this instance because autos have a reputation for being sensitive to salt. I wonder if a lot of the time when we think a fish is sensitive to salt, what's happening is we're putting a bunch of salt in there and they're getting a high concentration of salt in their face if they're a bottom-dwelling fish. Or, you know, when you put salt in and it first dissolves and there's one side of the tank where the salt is that gets a lot of salt before it distributes evenly throughout the water column, you kind of get those, it looks like heat waves coming off asphalt as the salt gradually dissolves in the water. I think half the time that's what's stressing the fish out. So if you do this, make sure the salt's dissolved in the aquarium Um, completely before you put the autos in there. And and it could also be worth testing with one or two autos first to make sure. Often if there's something that has a reaction to salt, it's pretty quick. Um, So, yeah, those are my thoughts, Nurse Beckus, And I I hope some of that um, might be helpful. And I hope that was cohesive. I am so tired right now. I'm honestly not processing information the best way. But... Those are my thoughts, and and I'm so sorry to hear that um, that you're having an issue like that. Especially like especially after you've already quarantined them for a month and things like that. That's, I mean, I want to say that's a bummer, but that's it's more than a bummer. That's that's really horrible. Anyway, my best wishes to you. I hope it goes well. Wish I could help you more. Um okay, hang on. I'm trying to find. Oh, it looks like it jumped before. No, no, that was it. Okay, it was skippers relaying that. I got it, I got it. Moonstone, sorry regarding the croaking garami's derp. <laughs> you know, you try to give away free fish. <laughs> and then people judge you for it thanks moonstone (laughs) not every fish is for every person i totally get it B Start, pond fish ideas um it would help to know the size of the pond it would help to know uh if you're wanting to breed the fish or not um if you're thinking like a little patio pond outdoors something like that a famous species would be great Let me show you what those are in case you don't know. They're species of killifish with a wide, wide tolerance of temperature. Um, Yeah, high temperature tolerances can go in lots of different temperatures. Um, I really like a lot of the native fish. I like the native killifish quite a bit. I think sunfish and things like that could go well if it's a big enough tub. Um, there's a, a lot of really neat fish that are from say China and things that could go well in that a lot of the, I don't want to say like hillstream loaches or panda loaches or anything like that. Cause those need a lot of oxygen. And I'm assuming this isn't as a pond. When I think of a pond, it's probably not really heavily aerated or anything like that, but, um, oh, caridina shrimp, neocaridina shrimp often do really well in ponds. Um, but a lot of the barbs and things like that can take a wide range of temperatures. They can take it a little cooler. A lot of the killifish can take it cooler, but then you have to find some kind of top, um, because they like to jump. Those are kind of my thoughts. There are tetras, like anything from Uruguay or Argentina, the Buenos Aires tetra, the caracidium species, any of the fish uh, indigenous to Argentina or uh, Uruguay are going to probably do pretty well for you. Um, Yeah, those are my thoughts. And I'm thinking when I say this, since it's kind of early spring, I'm thinking of species that like cooler water that aren't going to have a problem in cooler water. Now you might get to the opposite problem midsummer if it gets super hot where you are. Um, and then you need to find a fish that can take it really cold and really hot. There's some, there's some of the pupfish, there's some of the aphaneus and things like that that can do it. But it depends, when people say ponds, it depends. Is it a massive temperature swing? Or are they gonna have to go from cold water right now to like super hot water in August when it heats up real a lot, you know, I don't know exactly what situation you're in. And, and I don't keep ponds. So um, yeah, it's been a long time since I've had a pond. HC Aqua. Oh, by the way, I was able to get uh, dimolin to kill the scuds. I just had to use a lot more than the dosage on the bottle. And was fish safe. Awesome. I'm glad the Dimelin worked for you. Um, it should work with anything that has a chitinous shell like that. Shrimp, scuds, anything like that. So I'm glad it worked. I know that I know how much you love scuds, Jesse. <laughs> scuds are to Jesse what duckweed is to most of us, I think is, is that a fair way to put it? HC Aqua? Um, and the other thing about dimlin is it it might not kill them immediately so it prevents them from molting correctly. So if you use it and they're not about to molt right then then it you know might not be an issue. Maybe they molt once a week or once every couple of weeks it depends so but I'm glad it finally worked. Um, can you tell me how much more you used? Uh, would you mind either listing down below the actual amount you used or something just so other people know how much? is necessary to be effective mega mindy lou my cory spawned last friday friday tons of eggs and i found a baby last night i'm so glad to hear it thanks mindy lou for sharing that it always makes me super happy when folks are breeding fish it's just my favorite part about the hobby and as we know hashtag breeding is pleasure what about fish that are general neutral or are gender fluid there are some actually So I I know that's a joke, but um, Cryptolebius marmoratus, um, almost always female and almost always a hermaphrodite, just just cloning, I guess is a better way to say it, just creates identical clones of itself. Lays eggs that hatch into little mini-me's. But under certain conditions, you will get males. There are other fish, too. um, Oh, I forget. Not, it's not coming to mind right now, but there's several that start as females, and then once they reach a certain size, switch to males. So it does actually happen in fish. It's, it's really interesting how they've adapted to uh, all the pressures on them with some really interesting reproductive behaviors. And, um, and those fish will be with us at the Rocky Horror Picture Show. All right, let's see here. Scrolling up, because chat did the jumpy jumps. Oh, okay. As far up as I can go here, so this means I'm not going to be able to see some of the questions and comments that were left earlier. So I can see Gary's Aquatics. Yes, that answered my question. So at least I ended up with a male and female. Maybe now I can get them to mate. I hope so. But that is the... uh, yeah if your question or comment was above that and i haven't got to it yet i'm not going to be able to chat won't let me scroll up that far so um yeah leon having fun different clads. is it clades i don't know what it is (laughs) yeah leon i like having you here man you're making it lively i love the humor mega mindy lou i have a big spotted mama and her mate and a lone green cory I've seen the green Cory doing the dance for her. Not sure who the daddy is yet. Still tons of eggs left to hatch. We'll see. We will see. Like, I look forward to the videos. <laughs> Icarian Fishnard, are Nanochromus splendens easy to find? Um, I believe they're available right now at the Wet Spot Tropical Fish. If. Uh, if I remember right, I looked at them just the other day because I was considering bringing some in from the Congo. And when I do that, I like to see who else is selling them, how much are they selling them for, things like that. So I can tell if it makes good business sense. So if I remember right, the Wet Spot has them, I think, right now or had them like a week or two ago, at least. So I wouldn't say nanochromis of any species are super easy to find. But there are suppliers who can... Um, Yes, you can get them, but they aren't typically on the every week wholesaler list. You kind of have to do a special import to get most of them. And most people don't do that because the minimums are so high. So if you see them, get them, I guess is what I'm saying. If you like them and you have a chance, I would get them then. Sean, OOTD. Still no clue. We'll just call him Mr. Shelley. When the baby pistols are ready, I'll order some. Awesome, awesome. Hopefully they do well. I have to confess, um, I was hesitant to pull them just because I know what my workload is right now and how crazy things are. Hopefully I do a good job. I'm gonna do my best. Just one more fish with Josh. Hey, fish. sorry I'm late. Well, tardiness is not tolerated. Right. I will never be tardy again on the board 100 times. Bring me an apple and we'll be fine. Just kidding. Of course, just finished up my last night of work. Last night. We'll catch the first half on the replay. Well, I don't know if I'm supposed to congratulate you or send condolences Hopefully it's good that it was your last night of work and now you're doing fish full-time or something like that. Hopefully it's not like a uh, thing where you're one of those companies where they're just sending employees home right now because of the panic and saying, we'll see you when we are uh, busy again. But um, that sounds like an exciting comment. Congratulations, maybe. Joseph Stanley, I have a crazy scud calling you now, yes and need to know what fish you recommend feeding them to or not feeding. Joseph, I've, I've heard reports of scuds occasionally, possibly harassing fish, chewing on fish, um, quarries and things like that. I've never seen it. So from my personal experience, and I'm not saying that that doesn't happen, I'm not calling those people a liar. Some of them are good friends of mine. My own brother has said that he's seen it and I believe everybody. My own personal experience, I've never seen it. So what I would suggest is, in my experience, they go well with everything. But having heard that from other people, maybe don't put them with anything that's sedate on the bottom or something that doesn't just sit on surfaces a lot. So that might be certain quarries, that might be plecos, that might be some gobies. The scuds are pretty much going to cling to the surfaces. They'll swim around. but they have to cling to a surface to feed. And so I, I guess if a quarry or another fish is down on the surface and is still and is sleeping or something, that might give the scud an opportunity to chew on their fins or something. But any fish that swims around in the water column or the surface of the water, I don't think is, is gonna have any trouble. So I feed them to everything. I even feed them to those little tiger Dario because even if they can't eat the full-grown adults they'll eat the the babies when they drop their babies um i feed them to bettas i feed them to to everything everything never had a problem so that's that's my thoughts on that just based on some feedback i've heard from other folks um i have fed them to quarries but there's always other fish in my quarry tanks so it's not like there were some quarries and then a swarm of scuds on them the other fish keep those populations really low so um, yeah, that's my thoughts on scuds and feeding them. All right. <laughs> Just got to lumpy dog. Super chat of $5. Thanks again. Lumpy dog. Never appreciated, but always never appreciated, but always required. <laughs> I screwed that one up. <laughs> Lumpy Dog, you're in a special class all to yourself. For most people, it's never required, but always appreciated. But for you, it's always required and never appreciated. (laughs) I'm sorry, Lumpy Dog, I love you. It just spilled out of my mouth wrong and I thought I'd roll with it. Oh, I'm an idiot sometimes. Thanks again for the super chat. Always appreciated, never required. Sorry, Lumpy Dog. The Fish Tank Barn, we have been really good. Um, WFH. If I wasn't so tired, I would know what that meant. I work at a large company. It's been good so far. I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to hear it. Oh, WFH is probably referring to another chatter who asked you a question. I bet that's what it was. Fish Tank Barn, thanks for the info on the Half peaks. Yep, you're welcome. Love them to death. So awesome. Beast how to tell White Cloud Minnow gender. Um... Okay, it's been a while since I've kept in bred white clouds. For me, it's really obvious when the females the females get bigger than the males and they're just a bunch more, <clears throat> bunch more robust. So it's it's I guess for me it's mainly body shape. Um, and the males display to each other and stuff in a way that females don't, so there's some behavior there. I can't remember if there was any color thing. Is there any like fin extension? or more yellow on the margins of the males than the females. I can't remember that. I always kind of glanced at a tank and went by, by body shape. The females were always kind of bigger, more rotund, um, and the males were s- more slender and acted different. So there might be a better way, but that's how I did it. If there's a better way, if there's like a color difference or something, could someone chime down below? Because color is really easy to be like, up oh, white there. Not there. Must be a male. You know, that's the easiest way to do it. But I don't re- I don't think they I don't think they have that kind of dimorphism. If I remember right. It's 815. Charlie Barton. Can I keep the croaking grommies with cardinal tetras? Yes. Loaches and angelfish. Angelfish. Yes. If there's plenty of plants and stuff like that. Um, loaches. It depends on the kind of loaches. There's some loaches that are straight up jerks. So if they're peaceful loaches that are doing well with Cardinal Tetris, then I'm going to assume that yes, they will. They'll do fine with the croaking grommies. Um, but if you have like a large, like yo-yo loach colony or skunk loaches or something like that, some of those can just be <laughs> bullies. So killer's aquatics, five bucks. Hiya. <laughs> this is a new one. This is a new one. It's like, it's like the creator is popping up above the cloud and just saying, "Hey, real quick, <laughs> thanks, Bob. I appreciate the super chat. Always appreciated, never required." Hey, I said it right, but it does make the wife super happy, and we we really are at eight fifteen. If Bob's throwing down a super chat, that's like my uh, that's like the warning, the fifteen minute warning for me. Um, is fifty four punchy? Sorry, punchy paints going next, Pam. If you're going next. Uh, Would you let us know so we can send everyone your way afterwards? Okay, looking for the next one. Moonstone, I saved a female betta with salt bath. Unusual, I think, but got lucky. Awesome, awesome. If it's an osmotic pressure thing, then sometimes um, adding salt can help. Sometimes it'll just take enough... Uh, pressure off the fish that it can then use that saved energy to healing and it, it can sometimes work. Again, super rare. When, once fish are heavily bloated, in my experience, they're hard to treat, but I'm glad that worked for you and and hopefully that gives some hope to Nurse Beckus and, uh, man, Nurse Beckus, I, I sincerely hope that, that your fish recover. Lumpy Dog, Dan, Do you ever have white cloud mountain minnows from Sharon Miller? Um, I generally don't order them, even though I absolutely adore them. And it's, it's for economic reasons. I'm running a business and there's certain fish that when I price them out, don't make sense for me to bring in. However, let me see if I did order them this time. No, I didn't. I put them on the list this time to order because what I do when I order is I all the fish I really like or I think will do well. It's, it's either a fish that I'm like, hey, that'll do well, or hey, I love this fish so much um, and that looks like a good group and that's a decent price, right? I'll put this all on a list and it's a long list. Then I calculate, okay, once this fish costs this much, shipping will, to me will cost this much. So altogether that fish let's say it was a dollar for the fish, but then with shipping it's gonna cost me $1.50 to get that fish in my possession. And then I look at that and then I say, okay, in order to make money on that, I'm gonna to have to mark it up this much and I see what that selling price will be. And based on that selling price, I take a lot of fish off the list because there's some fish that I really like and I put them on the list every day, every week, and then I see, oh, if I marked them up, they would cost too much no one's gonna pay that much for that fish or a lot of other people sell them for less. So I remove them from the list. Then there's other fish like the white clouds that I put on because I love them, but then I see what I sell them for and they they cost too little. So if I have to sell a fish for two, three bucks, that doesn't justify all the work and time to acclimate the fish, medicate the fish, um, prep the fish, get the fish packed for mailing, all that labor, all that time, all that expense has to be mitigated in the sale price. And I almost always have to sell a fish for $6 or more for to justify from a business aspect, not from like, is the fish awesome and do I love it, but from a purely business aspect. If I don't sell a fish for $6, sometimes a little less, but that's kind of generally my cutoff point then it usually doesn't make sense for me to get that fish in and to sell it. Because by the time I go through all the work of taking care of it and I pay for the bags to ship it and the heat packs to ship it and the styrofoam liners to ship it and all the labor to ship it and all all that time and stuff, um, then it doesn't, business-wise, that I'm losing money on a fish. So if I send you a box full of fish that costs $2, I'm losing a lot of money. So I love White Clouds but that's why I don't carry them. I am looking for longfin gold white clouds because those I could sell for enough, I think that it would justify, from a business standpoint, it would justify purchasing them. But um, I haven't found a good group for a good price. So when I do, I'll bring them in. But I almost did. I put them on the list earlier today. Then when I did all my calculations, I took them back off because uh, they're gonna sell for like two bucks or 250 or something, I can't remember. And um, just just wasn't going to work. Nurse Beckis says thank you. You're welcome. And I'm, I'm I got my fingers crossed for you. I sincerely hope things start looking up for you. Oops! I just saw H C Aqua's dosage. Woof! Chat did the jumpy jumps. I'm looking. Okay. Oh, oh, thank you so much. Gary's Aquatics, love Dan's channel. Thanks, Gary's Aquatics. I appreciate that. Even though apparently I can't get fish to you alive, I'm glad you still like the channel. HC Aqua, I used one milliliter per 10 gallons. The dosage on the box was about 10 times less. Okay, thank you for letting me know. Um, next time it's not working for me, I'll be like, okay. Jesse could go up to that concentration, maybe I can too. Of course, there's a disclaimer here, um, just so H.C. Aqua and I don't get in trouble, that different water types react differently with different medicines. So if you have hard alkaline water or other things in your water that I don't have or Jesse doesn't have, medicines can react differently. Dosages might need to be increased or decreased, things like that. There's always a lot of variance in these chemical reactions. However, Dimelin affects molting, and fish don't molt, not like a shrimp does or a scud does or something with an exoskeleton. So um, generally, the doctrine on dimolin is that you can way overdose it and it's not going to hurt your fish. So I've, I've seen that in the literature many times. Gary Duncan, can electric blue, acara, angelfish, and blood parrots live together? I want to say yes. My gut reaction is yes. I mean, if the angelfish pair off, you're going to get some aggression. Um, I've never done that combination, Gary, but I think that would be fine. Yeah. Now, blood parrots can get pretty big, but they kind of have mouths that don't really work. They don't really bite stuff a lot. The worst they can do is, like, kind of push it around. So I think you'll be fine. Someone let me know if you did that combo, it ended horribly. I'm not recommending it, Gary. I'm just saying from because I've never done it. I'm just saying, yeah, I think I think that I think that would work. Danikin Aquatics. Well, hey, Danny and Ken, thanks for being here. Throwing down $10. Thank you so much for the super chat. Help with this fish lost today. Love your channel. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Um it it actually didn't lose me any money. It didn't gain me any money. That was the giveaway last week. So um, I send them for free and all that. It's just a bummer that Gary didn't get them in good shape. And that's the second giveaway that that's happened. Um, Almost everyone gets their fish. They're they're well they're thrilled. It's fun. Um, But there have been twice when there was issues. And I don't remember which fish it was. It was a while ago that I sent out and none of them made it alive and I have no clue why because I sent them to other people and they did fine so maybe it was a quarry I'm gonna guess it might have been a quarry but I don't re- I don't remember um so anyway I'm not out any money I'm just out a little a little ego I guess and a little sadness because the fish type but I appreciate the super chat Danny and Ken one day I would love to see your fish room that thing looked awesome on the video Michael Wilson, another fluid gender fish. The cichlid, Krennicara punctulata. the dominant fish in the group is male. Oh, cool. That is one I didn't know about, I don't think. Let's take a look-see. What is this one? All right, check it out. This guy. That's cool to know. So I guess that's like an obligatory harem <laughs> spawner because they can't have it any, any other way. Only the dominant fish is male. Cool. Thanks, Michael Wilson. I always learn a ton from you. Michael Wilson is like, uh, whether he likes it or not, I've adopted him as a mentor. He's helped me through a lot of things that I didn't know how to figure out. So thanks, Michael, for all your wisdom over the, has it been a couple years now? Yeah, I appreciate you. Charlie Barton. Is that built is that bullfrog head in the is that a bullfrog head in the thumbnail? I don't think it's a bullfrog i I don't I kind of just looked for a picture that would work i I didn't really research the frog. Um, I can't remember what species it was. When I first selected it, I saw it and was like, huh and then I started working and forgot I, I can't remember. hope you like the thumbnail. <laughs> I thought that'd be kind of fun <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> I'm I'm tired enough that I'm probably not making good decisions, but I thought it was fun. Uh, Skippers of thanks for letting me know about Gary Duncan's question. Uh, I appreciate that. Luckily, I saw it earlier, so we're good. Eric M, I have Pseudomugil Gertrude that I want to spawn, but don't know, but don't want to use a mop. Is there any plant I can use as an alternative? Yes, you can use any bushy plant. Um, Java moss, water sprite, those are my go-tos, but um, anything that's kind of fine-leaved and bushy will be fine. Um, Kambaba, um stem plants will be fine. I always use java moss and water sprite, so that's, that's my go-to, but that'll work. And now, it's going to be fi- hard to find the eggs on there. But you can just remove the plant into another tank or remove the parents from that tank and let them hatch in that tank and you should be just fine i would recommend that whatever you use if you have plants on the top and the bottom that's always good um mostly the the top half i would say the tank is the most uh Likely place they'll spawn, but I have had groups that for some reason, maybe it's where the plant was placed or the way the water flowed in the aquarium or whatever, they wanted to spawn closer to the bottom. So I would cover my bases that way. Three minutes left. Mega Mindy Lou, so happy you pulled the babies. I know, you were one of the reasons I did it. You and Ginger Graves and a bunch of other people, they were like, you gotta pull the babies. I was like, okay, we will do. Just one more fish with Josh. We own a cleaning company. At this point, we have to shut down. Oh, clients are canceling, and we no longer feel it's safe for employees to go into several homes a day. Oh, okay, well, I'm sorry to hear that, Josh. So it's not like a happy... Quit my cubicle job that's sucking my soul away, and now I get to do fish all day. I'm sorry it's not that. Um, Well, good luck to you, friend. I hope things go okay for you. Um, I'm feeling the burn a little bit, too. It's been really hard to get fish, and I usually I can get them really easily. So, yeah, it's been different for me, too. On the bright side, more time to work on the fish room, absolutely, and get a business and get this business a jump start. Absolutely. There's always a bright side. Parker's Aquatics, I bought a dwarf puffer today because I'm officially done with pond snails. Now that I have it in the tank, it looks smaller than I thought. Yeah. Can pea puffers eat pond snails, bladder snails? Absolutely. Absolutely. Those, they're small but mighty. Like there is so much attitude packed into that little bean. You're going to be fine. Give it some time. Now, I just said that maybe you'll have the one pea puffer in the world that doesn't just work and work and work and work at a snail until it's gone. But, yeah, I think you're, I think it's going to be just fine. If we're talking about bladder snails, pond snails, ram's horn snails, not, not like big apple snails, although I bet they would just started their antenna and gradually worked their way down on those too. I've never tried it, but you're going to be fine. They're going to clean out your snails. That's my bet. If I was a betting man, that's what I would put my money on. Aquariums to maintained by Andy throwing down $2 fun educational stream. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad I'm going to have to rewatch this. I'm literally so tired. I can't remember what I said two minutes ago. Like it's been that kind of week. So I'm glad it's coming out fun and educational. <laughs> I'll know in a few days when tonight I'll actually be able to sleep. Um, Jonathan and I were just grinding through that process, trying to get it done. Um, You know, every night you're like, okay, just another hour. Oh wait, another problem. Okay, a couple more hours. And then you know it's 3 a.m. And it's like, oh, gotta go to bed. Let me do like African butterfly cichlid fry, fry. Let me try that again. African butterfly cichlid fry is still alive. I'm not that great with egg layers, so things are good. That's awesome. Well, it's been a few weeks now, right? Jeff, congratulations. That's fantastic. That's another fish that I think I'm, I ordered more of those. I just love that. Peaceful, doesn't get too big, pretty, hardy, breeds easily. A little aggressive when they pair off. But when you call a cichlid peaceful, you got to expect that. That's, that's just understood, I hope. Um, but yeah, glad to hear they're doing well. Okay. Oh, it's 830. This is the last one. Fishkeeper cool. we made it through a stream without buffering yet. No pictures of you for you, I guess. Ah, it's a bummer. It's a bummer. Here you go. Okay, there, there's something. Yeah, we didn't buffer last week either. So, just real quick before we do the giveaway and close this out, I got a new line run to my house, and I got a new modem put in. And on the main line, the company redid the main line, you know, in the neighborhood. So, all together, I think what I don't know where the problem was, but we covered our bases and haven't had any buffering since. So I'm hopeful that we can continue on without it. Um, I'm even in like a higher quality stream right now. I'm on a a low latency, I believe. What did I do? I did normal latency. So the best quality that you can get. A little more lag maybe, but hopefully better sound and better image. And I can't wait until I can stream with this sucker. Took our first video with this Monday, or Tuesday morning actually, when we unboxed the fish. Even in this horrible lighting with all this yellow insulation all over this room, um, it still took really nice videos. So I can't wait to be able to live stream with it instead of my little uh, desktop camera. So things should be getting better. All right. That's it. I'm going to go ahead and do the giveaway here. So here's for two large croaking gouramis that apparently are just derpy moonstone. That's our drum roll. And the winner is, Owners oh, Nurse Beckus. Hopefully that's a ray of sunshine um, when you're struggling with sick fish. Hopefully, hopefully that uh, helps brighten your day. I know what it can be like to be struggling with a, a species or a group that just isn't getting better that just everything you try it's just a struggle so I think that's awesome that, that you won there's beckis congratulations just knowing that uh, what you're going through right now I think that's awesome so congratulations I see your comment what me yes you if you would send me an email Dan at dancefishcom uh, by midnight tonight would be fantastic um, your first and last name and your mailing address would be greatly appreciated. So, congratulations. I think, uh, I think Punchy Paints is probably going next. Uh, what, at nine o'clock or so is my guess. So, head on over there and uh, worst case scenario is I'm wrong and she's not going and then you'll go somewhere else. But I think she is, so let's keep the party going. And um, I'm sure someone will comment real quick about that. Viola Hopsalot! Voila, welcome, so good to see you. Hope you're doing well. It's been a minute, good to see you in the stream. And I'm gonna shut it down, Um, thanks everybody. I appreciate my mods so, so much. Thanks for all the Super Chats, it really helps. And thanks for everyone that asked questions and comments. Sorry I couldn't get to all of them, but it really helped today, because I'm too tired to like uh, think of content. I'm glad you guys kept it lively. Everyone lurking. Lurker Nation, and they there with you. You folks watching this on the replay, thanks for catching it on the replay. I get it. Life's busy. You got to work. You got to pick the kids up from soccer. I, I understand. And um, we'll see you next Wednesday, 7 p.m. Mountain Time. Until then, I hope everyone has a good one. Yes, it looks like Pam is next. There's the link. Thank you, Candy. And until um, next time, we'll see you next Wednesday, 7 p.m. Have a good one. Bye-bye.